Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Elevated Places. I am your host, Sister Ava Muhammad, on our Thursday night edition of Elevated Places, brought to you by EPN, Elevated Places Network. We are expanding our programming this year and going into 2021, be it the will of Allah. And uh, if you continue to tune in, to blogtalkradio.com forward slash elevated places each and every Thursday at 7 Central, 8 Eastern. Uh, You will hear the latest on our program developments. It is a great blessing uh, to be with all of you again uh, the day after we celebrated the birth of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad who was born on the seventh day of October in 1897. We thank Allah for him over and over again, and we thank Allah and his Christ, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, for the mercy in our midst, our light-giving son, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And so I greet all of you once again in the greeting words of peace. Assalamu alaikum. We have a wonderful uh, program for you tonight, wonderful in the sense that, as always, uh, we bring you education, information, enlightenment, and a lively, energetic, and elevated discussion uh, with our callers who make elevated places the place to be. We are blessed that uh, we have our executive producer on board That's why everything is going smoothly. 
Sister Rona Muhammad. We have our contributors with us tonight, Sister Mariam K. Muhammad, our wonderful health contributor, our brilliant Sister Attorney Pamela Muhammad for the legal contribution. We should be joined in the second hour um, by both my co-host, Brother Terrence Muhammad, and our international contributor, Brother Ruben Muhammad. Uh, the Elevated Places team is uh, being called upon in various other arenas um, to uh, contribute to all that is going on as we prepare for our exodus. I am so pleased that uh, tonight we will also be joined by a very special guest, a a young, uh, accomplished black man who is a member of the FOI. He was born in the Nation of Islam from a beautiful Muslim family, Brother Michael J. H. Muhammad of MSGLV Farms. And, you know, I don't want, I was uh, talking, I think it was with Sister Attorney earlier, uh, we were talking about making sure that uh, even with COVID dominating um, the environment right now, and really the more so the crisis it has produced, we don't want to uh, leave separation off the table since it is Allah's will that we separate. And as black people awaken to the reality of the futility of attempting to integrate and be assimilated into white America as Allah uh, forces us away from her by, number one, uh, turning against us all of the sources of sustenance that we as former slaves had become dependent upon, and then secondly, our own complete dissatisfaction with uh, the government's response to any and everything, the virus, the economy, education, politics, uh, law enforcement. There is no relief for black people in any arena of life from suffering. And so it is time for us to go for self. But it's a blessing to be here with all of you, and we look forward to a a wonderful evening. And so we're going to get started and get into our program. And I want to begin with, of course, uh, one thing that's on everyone's mind day in and day out at night when we go to sleep when we wake up is our health and so who better to have on the program than our wonderful sister Mariam K. Muhammad. Assalamu alaikum sister Mariam. Wa alaikum salam how are you? Oh I'm fine beloved it is great to hear your voice and thank you for taking time I know you are one of those sisters with a full plate. Your cup runs over, so <laughs> I appreciate this time, and so do the listeners and the Elevated Places team. 
Yes, ma'am. Of course, as we all know, everybody knows Trump has announced that he so-called has COVID. Um, What I found to be extremely interesting. Because I'm like, you can't believe anything this man says. Oh, I know. You got to look at everything twice, three times, a million times. (laughs) Right. He um, he did tweet a video, I guess, sounding winded or whatever. <laughs> However, <laughs> he's really, really pushing for us to take this medication that he now oh, has yeah. claimed Regeneron has regenerated him and how he feels so much better. And so... Um, and how it would be free to anyone. That right there should be alarming. Anything that this government right gives away for free, scary. we definitely shouldn't take it. Um, Ooh, and run. I'm wondering, too, is he pushing this medication because so many people are saying they're not going to take the vaccine because now he's saying Regeneron is more important than the vaccine that they're working on. Then he says, this is a blessing from God that he got COVID because otherwise he would not have been able to be tested with the Regeneron. And then, of course, as we know, he keeps blaming China. He blames China and tells us, don't don't forget, China is the blame for this and the medicine will be distributed through the military, which I thought that was very interesting, too. So he's going to use the military to distribute the medication. (laughs) Now, researching this, um, um, CNN says that Trump received a high dosage of antibody, uh, antibody cocktail. Now, this is phase three of Regeneron pretty much putting cocktails together, which all it is is they said what they used were high immune boosters. So quite naturally, the man would say two days later, oh, I feel so much better. Yes, but that's temporary. It's not something, because it's a cocktail, it's not something that's supposed to prevent or actually cure it. Like they said, it's therapy. Why he keeps saying, it's not therapy, it's a cure. I feel so much better. Well, that's what a cocktail does. (laughs) So it's (laughs) Every time this man speaks, oh, my God, it's like somebody needs to just tell him, stick to the script or don't say anything. So they also, CNN also says that when the president tweeted that he took Regeneron, their stocks went up immediately. So I'm sure. Exactly. They were raising the eyebrow of how Trump has um, ties to the CEO of uh, Regeneron. So he's like a member at Trump's golf club. He received $450 million in government funds back in July as a part of Trump's Operation Warp Speed plan to quickly develop a vaccine. And Trump also shares, he had, he owns shares in Regeneron. So this is a, an investment for him too. Surprise, surprise. Exactly. The pharmaceutical (laughs) drug, this pharmaceutical company says they actually have admitted that they are still in the experimental phase. So what he took is still an experiment. 
So I guess that's like their disclaimer or whatever. Um, and then they also were saying that um, they also were bearing witness too that he felt better so quickly because again, it's therapy. It's not a cure, but they are looking to deliver 300,000 doses by the end of the year and stated they know the demand will be greater than that because they're prepping it to also be a preventative drug. Mm, this, mm, I, I'm mm. just like, this, this government is just, oh, my God, they never cease to surprise you. This enemy is doing his job. He, he's, he's working. He's doing what he's yes, supposed he to is. be doing. And then they said the, the Eli Lilly, the, that company, in some articles, they speak of them as being a hustling pharmaceutical company where a lot of people don't even trust them anymore. It's just They know it's all about the money, and they're always hustling to be a part of the next rise of a medicine to administer to the people. I think the way you started the show is absolutely perfect, and I just love the way everything always complements each other because here it is, another reason why we need to just separate. And the most honorable Elijah Muhammad says, separate or die. They're proving to us, this government is proving we're going to kill you. That is what we're doing. That's our aim and purpose. We're going to give you a free medication that's going to lead to diseases and illnesses and death. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I pray we don't run to that drug. I really, really do. But yes, and that is my portion for COVID. I just really thought it was so interesting now the new hype of this medication that Trump is really pushing and how we really, really need to be wise and stop listening to this man and don't take his medication. (laughs) It's just so amazing, you know, how how a law works in – Exposing everything, but I, I love yes. because we we don't right. know what really is going on. We we really exactly. don't. It, the the timing of this is utterly stunning. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes. It took place uh, several weeks before the election, and hmm. is I guess derailing these uh, junk junkyard dog fights between him and uh Vice President Biden because that's all that yes their debate was. It was just a junkyard fight. Um yes. that he is at his wits end, meaning President Trump, at something uh that will cause this overwhelming wave of voters to come to his uh, side of the of the election, and what better than a miracle cure, <laughs> right? <laughs> for COVID, I mean that that that's how it's being touted. Like it's like something you see in the Wizard of Oz. You know, the, this elixir, this stuff. Just drink this, and you'll be a yes. god. And, and you exactly. know, a liar. By 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 nature is unable to remember lies. Lies don't uh, reside permanently in the brain, and and so uh-huh. you have to consciously and deliberately make an effort 
to remember what you said when you're a liar. And for him to say, either today or yesterday, I saw him uh, talking to someone with a, uh, at a camera, and he said, uh, you know, when I went in the other day, I was very sick. Well, that's not what he said that day. <laughs> okay. Come on. See, he, he and his doctors were saying he was essentially, uh, he had very mild symptoms. Mm-hmm. That's what they said when, 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 uh, when it was announced that he had tested positive. They said he had mild symptoms. They said uh, he had a low-grade fever and was mm-hmm. fatigued. Um, but now, now that he's out bouncing around on these drugs, now he's saying, um, I, w- I was really sick. <laughs> and this brought me out of it. And so, you know, to your point, I mean, dude, you're on steroids. You're taking these. Right. This antibody cocktail. And like you said, cocktails, I guess that's why people throw cocktail parties because it's to make everybody get a little buzz. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, but but he's 74, he's overweight. We don't know what kind of hidden condition because he's such a pathological right. liar. He, that's he, right. He lives off of uh, fast food. I don't know if everyone's right. aware of that, but he has a diet with all of his wealth. He is a Burger King McDonald person, and mm-hmm. they have shown photos of him uh, on his private plane. Uh, you can have the best, most natural foods brought to you, and he's sitting there with, with the tray right. table with, it was either McDonald's or Burger King, and you know how you see the paper wrappers and the big cup? I mean, yes, even ma'am. Drink. Like he like he mm. rolled up somewhere and got a combo. It was it was amazing to see this. So his his diet is horrific. Um, so we'll see we'll see what happens <laughs> as as yes, the I I for one I accept your advice, Sister Mariam. I. I am not interested in Regeneron. I mean, it sounds like something out of a RoboCop movie series. Right. Regeneron. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Allah. But they're, they're determined. He is his administration. Before November 3rd, which is just a couple weeks away, they right. are determined to say, we have it. We have it. You can go to exactly. Walgreens and get it for free. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. Follow Minister Farrakhan to the... That's to, right. Now they say, look at the light. Follow the light. That's right. And exactly. out of America. Yes, ma'am. All praises due to Allah. All right, beloved. Well, I want, want you to stay with us. Um, yes, as, ma'am. Of course, as we move through the program, because naturally our 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 very astute callers, you know, they always have questions. Um, <laughs> yes, and ma'am. so, <laughs> yes, ma'am. This is beautiful. I mean, I'm, I I hate to say it, but it's entertaining as well. This this That's president true. is entertaining. 
<laughs> he really is, because you never know what, what to expect. But um, we have uh, our uh, legal contributor, Sister Attorney Pamela Muhammad, uh, because the other thing we have to keep an eye on um, and not take our eye off of are the things going on in terms of the outright murders. See, we just talked about um, taking miracle drugs and lining up to get – is this something you drink or they inject in you, or do you know, Sister Mario? I'm not sure. Okay, but whatever whatever it is, you know, if we line up – I know when, when I was a little girl in elementary school, we took the – polio vaccine, we actually drank it. It was in a little itty-bitty tiny paper cup. Mm. You know, probably, wow. you know, a half a teaspoon of a clear liquid. And we, we oh, drank wow. it. We swallowed it. Yes, ma'am. So I know they, can, that, um, they, can kill, they can kill you anyway. Yes, ma'am. That's true. By, um, our, a couple of weeks ago, my son, he had a real bad migraine, and they have a cocktail for that, too, and they put it in the IV. All the various medications okay. that they combine, they do run it through an IV. Yeah. So I'm not sure if they do this one the same way, but I would imagine probably right. so. Yeah, and and with him being as he was very sick, uh, now right. I know that. Well, right. like you said, who knows? It may have been true. Exactly. What they said, yeah. you don't know which one was the lie. Right. Because exactly. by saying you were very sick, you're you're. We got to remember this man is a huckster. Like you know, uh, like you just said about this Eli Lilly. You know, pe- you know the carnival people. Yes. Okay. Yes. Step right up. You know, W. C. Phil. Exactly. Count your money. Count your change before you leave the window. Okay. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> we're because we're gonna rip you off if we, if we can. That's uh, right. But anyway. Amazing. So, Sister Attorney Pamela Muhammad, assalamu alaikum, beloved. Wa alaikum salam, uh, Sister Dr. Ava and Sister Mariam. Assalamu alaikum mm-hmm. to you, ma'am. Wa alaikum salam. Yes, ma'am. Good. Thank you so much for having me. Good to be on the show. You know, and Sister Ava, as we're talking about the wickedness and the murders, just the outright murders of our people and the corruption in the justice system, you know, I, I wanted to bring up tonight uh, from the, our beautiful book, The uh, Message to the Black Man in America mm-hmm. by the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. And, of course, as I think you mentioned earlier, too, that his birthday was yesterday and um we just thank Allah over and over and over for, you know, his guidance and his wisdom and his coming uh, to, to really, um, as it says in the book of Malachi, to turn the hearts of the children to the parents. And also I just want to say the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan um, is that Jesus in our midst, you know, um, I just thank Allah for for them both. But um, in this book, it really gave some 
some purpose behind what we see because I know we can run down how many murders, how many police brutality cases, how much corruption, how much racism we saw coming from Pence, you know, with Kamala, how many lies, you know, this wicked, these wicked people are saying. But in context, I went to uh, message to the black man, and the first thing I saw with the Honorable Elijah Muhammad under a chapter called The Persecution of the Righteous, Protection of mm. the Faithful. And he, you know, one of the things about police brutality, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said that even under the laws of America, brutal police forces, they beat black people and deprive them of simple justice, including those who are in prison at the present time and those who are being sent to prison throughout the country. He said that untold thousands are being held in prison unjustly. And that's on page 217. And, you know, when you, when we look at the context, it's like, you know, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, he was telling us that these things existed then. And so today, you know, this is, this is the context. This is why separation is so important. He goes on to talk about how, you know, the Negro is being deceived, that we have future in America, that it will be a great one. Um, and, and, you know, we're seeing a lot of that. He, you know, he's also, um, and, and I took the quotes out, but I'm, I, I think they are uh, correct. He said he wants to keep the so-called Negro looking up to the white American for what he wants. You know, he talks, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad goes on to talk about how um, America knows, and this is on page 209, America knows that under her flag we have received nothing but hail, beatings, killings without due process of law, you know, day and night, not only in the past, but in the present. And so, you know, he talks also about uh, the so-called Negro. He talks about, you know, the one slave. Um, He talks about us being in somewhat of a condition of slavery. And so that helped me to put into context some of what we're seeing, Sister Ava, because, here we are again, a brother by the name of Jonathan Price was murdered in, I believe it was uh, Rockwell County, Texas, which is right outside of Fort Worth, Dallas area. And he was murdered by a police officer, Sean David Lucas, this past weekend. And um, this, in this instance, it was so egregious, it was so outrageous. Sean David Lucas just shot this man down in cold blood, this policeman, and he was actually arrested, um, you know, uh, immediately. Now, we have also heard that Sean David Lucas, this police officer out of, I believe it's Wolf City, which is, like I say, right outside of Dallas, he has hired the same lawyer to represent him as Amber Geiger. Um and so that that was just so um you know just another just a uh, just another hateful hate crime this is what they are because as we're seeing sister Ava you know these articles um about the hatred of our people you know, of white people toward black girls the hatred of these white people racially biased policing and we hear these politicians denying I couldn't believe that Pence, you know, actually they want to deny that um, there's some racism, some systemic racism. But we see in an article I found um, this is uh, a, a particular department, the Center for Policing Equity. They found that the police kill about a thousand people annually, and those deaths aren't 
uh, evenly distributed, says the article. Black men are about 2.5 times more likely than white men to die at the hands of the police. A 2016 article found that black men or black citizens were 3.5 times more likely than white citizens to be subjected to the police. You know, and what really really angered me was this, uh, you know, another stat about, and this was in the New York Times article called The Battle for the Souls of Black Girls. And it talked about discipline disparities and how black girls are under attack, like our sister Breonna Taylor was actually murdered and killed. But they actually are looking at data that shows that when you come to school discipline, 75% of black female discipline referrals were for disruption. Now, what does that mean? you know, compared with what? 19% for white girls. And then 69% were for, quote-unquote, defiance, insubordination, and noncompliance, compared with 19% for white girls. You know, what it means is that they don't even have cases. They, they, they don't even accuse white girls, young white children in elementary school who are trying to learn. Nobody's going to accuse them of being insubordinate or non-compliant or anything like that. They're seen as wanting to learn, and this society that we live in, it facilitates their survival, and it's, it's, it's all geared toward killing our people. And this is why, as you said, Sister Dr. Ava, we do have to separate. So I just wanted to bring up two more cases. Of course, in the case of our sister yeah. Brianna Taylor, you know, that case is just horrible and it's, it's just getting worse because today it's my understanding in a CBS news article that the attorney general, Daniel Cameron, you know, he filed a motion. Now he's, he's trying to fight back. You know, he's trying to double down and ask the court to, um, this uh, request to speak pub- publicly, you know, he's, he's instead of humbling himself and admitting, you know, his, I'm doing and trying to get justice for our sister, he's going to continue to fight, you know, for these white people and this wicked uh, system, and he wants them not to be able to talk. He really wants them not to be able to discuss charges that were not presented to the grand jury. He doesn't want any explanations of the law that were not provided to the grand jury. I'm emphasizing not. Because as we spoke last week, Sister Ava, we discovered that there was no indictment in that case because they didn't present evidence to indict those officers for the killing of our sister. And so now he's asking, he's trying to cover it up more and more. And and real quick, I wanted to bring out just how, you know, the lies, again, with the no-knock warrant, and, um, you know, it, it just really is, is showing how um, – it, it, it's just really unraveling uh, because we're hearing now that there was a witness, of course, at the scene who initially said he didn't hear anything, but he didn't hear the police announce themselves. He didn't hear anybody say it's the police, but after they came back and, and spoke with him, you know, he changed his story. But the thing that I think you and I were talking about, because you being a prosecutor, you know a lot of times the law may not even bring out what is missing from the evidence, because what's missing from the evidence in Breonna Taylor's case is why don't we have a tape recording of 
these police officers saying what they say they said, because that's how we would cooperate once and for all if you all announced or if you just kicked her door in, which caused everybody to be surprised, which caused, you know, this tragedy, um, and, you know, because you all were just coming in, um, depriving our people of their rights and treating them like what has been done in these drug war cases. So, you know, that's a big deal because, you know, like I, we, I was saying, you know, we know as lawyers a lot of times when they try to convict low-level drug dealers uh, cases or just drug dealers, usually they have some evidence like a tape recording that you're supposed to hear some deal being made or some evidence, and you can never hear the tape. The tape is just filled with a lot of static or, you know, it's 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 like not clear or it, it's broke, and then this 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 prosecutor, this usually this white attorney who works for the government, then begins to explain to us what supposedly this says. Like, they don't lie. And we and we see that they lie because racially biased policing goes way back, Sister Ava. And finally, I, you know, it just kind of reminded me of this case. Uh, it was an egregious case in 1999. Uh, and this was in a town called Tulia, Texas, down here in in Texas, where you had 40 black residents of the town charged falsely uh, with drug cases, and they actually could have gone to, to jail with sentences up to 18 years. They say the guilty verdicts, however, piled up with some sentences ranging from 20 to 434 years in, this, in these cases. These people actually were finally pardoned by the governor, Rick Perry, because you had a dirty cop who what he did without any, they say he never found any money, no drugs, no weapons. On his word alone, he charged over 38 uh, defendants. And their cases were subsequently thrown out, you know, because it, it, it was finally revealed because one of the people wasn't even in the town. They, you know, were at a bank somewhere conducting business and had documentary evidence. Uh, so that just threw his lying case out. So, you know, it just goes back to what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, uh, Sister Dr. Ava. I just wanted to close on that because, like he said, um, yes. you know, these people are not, um, let's say he said it is against the very nature and disposition of the slave master to accept his one slave as his equal or to share equally with the slave his wealth. And so it's more that I could say, uh, quoting the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, but I, I just think we have to really be grounded and know um, what direction we need to go in and to encourage our people to, you know, to look at the truth and the facts. And so thank you so much for your time, and um, as-salamu alaykum. Wa alaykum salam, and stay with us. And, you know, uh, believe it or not, there was a, uh, uh uh-oh, I think I hear my co-host. There was a, uh, or there is, (laughs) there is an article in the current uh, issue of the Final Call, which is appalling, and as you and I talked about, uh, we have to get up and, and, and do this. We're, we're going to have to come out of here. We have to obey the commands of God through his servant. 
um, there's a story about, uh, and it's uh, Sister Anissa Muhammad, who's one of the contributing writers. Police abuse plagues America's wealthiest black county. Now, most of us are aware that Prince George's County, Maryland, is one of the wealthiest black communities in America in terms of the uh, median household income. However, this, now here's a predominantly black community. And yet, uh, January 27th of this year, just before Savior's Day, and I will read this. A black man, William Green, was shot and killed by a police officer, according to statement a statement by the law firm retained by Mr. Green's family. He was driving his car when he accidentally hit three parked cars, and 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 this is also what we have, can never uh, lose sight of. The overwhelming majority of cases where we're murdered, they're they're not violent criminal cases. They are the things that occur every day in American life. It says two officers arrived on the scene. Now, this sounds like the brother in Atlanta and found him asleep in his car. So he obviously fell asleep while driving. And ran into some parked cars. They proceeded to take him out of his car, searched him, arrested him. One of the officers, Corporal Michael Owen Jr., who was with the police department for 10 years, and let me just drop this on you all, a black man. The cop is black. Michael Owen Jr., 10 years on the force. He's not a rookie. He put him in the passenger seat of his police cruiser. Owen got into the car. uh, That's the cop. In the driver's seat. And several minutes later, gunshots rang out. Owen shot Williams, William Green, from point blank range seven Mm. times. Striking him six times in the torso. According to eyewitnesses, Owen, I mean, this is unbelievable, isn't it? Owen, the cop, got out of the cruiser nervous and in a panic. The other officers dragged William Green out of the car. He was alive, moaning and gasping for air. They Mm. put him on the ground with his hands still cuffed behind his back. Ridiculous. Because when he was sitting in the cruiser, his hands were behind his back. He was handcuffed. He was pronounced dead shortly thereafter. Yeah. Then they charged Corporal (laughs) Owen, who is black, with second-degree murder, voluntary and involuntary manslaughter, first-degree assault, and use of a firearm in commission of a crime of violence. He is currently in custody awaiting trial. 
Two of Mr. Green's children, his son and daughter, his mother, and other family members, at a September 28th press conference, the lawyer announced a $20 million settlement, the largest in the state of Maryland and one of the largest in America for a police brutality incident. Mm. Now, just so we don't spend the whole program on this, and this is in your final call, but there's so much in this. See, number one, we have lived with and under this uh, devil, Satan, for so long, we are becoming him. Mm. Come on. We're becoming him. Now, I don't know what went on in that cruiser. But what was said, there had to be a conversation between two men, both black, or at least one black and one melanated. And I believe something that that brother said to this traitor set him off. And he turned, he just turned around and, and shot him to death. We don't know what it was. It could have been anything from uh, accusing him of being a traitor or to saying, why am I being arrested? It could be anything. It also could be, I know all about you. It could be that. You know, when, when they say resisting arrest, that has two entirely different meanings for black people and for white. When a black person asks, why am I being arrested? They're resisting. Hmm. That's right. Yes, ma'am. A white person virtually has to pull a gun and start firing on the cops. Wow. In order for them to uh, resort to uh, force, deadly force. That's the only time you hear about white people getting shot is because they're shooting at the police or they just kill 10 people and they're on the run and they turn around and fire. Because it's not in their nature and it never will be. As you read from the message to the black man, to see us the way they see themselves. So we, we need, we need to leave these people alone I mean, all of us should be sick to death, not only of what's happening to us, but sick to death of talking about it and just cataloging. We can spend 5,000 years cataloging the wrong. This just happened. This just happened. Look what they did to this one. Look uh, from our babies to our elderly. Yes, they have shot and killed 80-year-old black people in a, a wheelchair. This is what they do. They fire. Remember in Detroit, they fire into people's homes recklessly. They killed a six-year-old girl a few years ago, remember? Asleep yes, on the sofa in her grandmother's living room. So it's, it, we don't even need to say separation anymore. We should say a safe haven. That's what you need to tell our people, since they're so scared 
of the word separation. Do you feel as though you need a safe haven? Because none of us are exempt from this. This is happening no matter what. See, this Prince George's thing proves you can't educate yourself and income your way up out of this. Now, here's a black, wealthy community. And you may as well be in the hood. You can't buy your way out of this. You can't vote your way out of this. You can't educate. You can get three million degrees. Henry Gates, Henry Louis Gates found that out. He's on a cane trying to go in his own house in Boston, married to a white woman. White woman across the street don't know how famous you are, Henry. There's a nigga trying to break in the house across the street. He's lucky he's alive. But anyway. Yes, ma'am. Enough is enough. So we're we're gonna talk some separation. But wow. before we do, and we have a special guest tonight, but before we bring on our special guest. Brother Terrence, co-host. Man, Muslim hallelujah, hallelujah. Man, I, you know, <laughs> nothing's going to stop me. And I try not to, try not to. I think it was one time I was just in the air, just couldn't, you know, the phones weren't working on, <laughs> on, 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 in the air that particular day. But <laughs> if I'm on the ground, I usually try to make it on this be. show because I have to be on this yes, show. And I don't know what got over me last week. The spirit of the Lord was upon me, and I had to preach the <laughs> gospel of the word. And I have to say it like that, Dr. Ava, because my roots, my roots, my roots tell me when the spirit hits, you just got to let the spirit go. And the other day, the other night, I was blessed. <laughs> we were blessed to be able to tap in, to hear a message that was a couple, uh, about a month ago, but the message had so much energy and life and spirit that it resurrected <laughs> the spirit in me. And I, I can't say much about it, but I can say this, nope. that if you don't know, if you've never heard, you better reacquaint yourself or get to know the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. If you ever had a good Bible, the one where you put your name in the front, one with old, old family Bibles where he had that lineage in it, go back and pick it up and go to the book of John. That's right. I said St. John and read about Jesus in the I Am. Just study that and then go back and look at a man that's amongst us today. I just want y'all to know today, go to NOI.org and learn about the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and learn about that one, the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad, who yesterday we celebrated a birthday. We celebrated the birthday of a living Christ who lives, and we thank the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad for his choice and that serving the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And I'm saying that because if this spirit is not that spirit of the believers, I don't know where y'all been. I don't know what table you've been sitting at. But my spirit is that where now I want to go out and go forth to tell the good news of a man who's a monster. I don't care about a debate last night. I don't care about a debate last week. I care about a man who's leading us 
out of Egypt, who is leading us to the promised land. Because we're going to talk about land tonight, aren't we, Dr. Abel? We're going to talk about project separation, and part of project separation is that you need land to use for separation. So we got a whole conversation tonight because if you didn't like the debate a week ago, you didn't like the debate last night, well, you ain't got a debate no more because Dr. Ava just laid it all out. There is no more debate. There is no more discussion. There is nothing to debate about where we need to go, what leadership we need to follow, because the criterion has been set. If you don't know nothing about a criteria, go check out July 4th address by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, and you will understand what a criterion is, what a criterion looks like, and you will understand where we need to go. So I'm in that same spirit. I don't know why it's two weeks in a row, Dr. Ava, but it happened. But then the will of God. No, not the will of God. We talked about the will of God on NOI.org every Sunday at 10 a.m., uh, Central, 11 a.m. Eastern. But, you know, I heard through the grapevine, and I know somebody already talked about it tonight, but I just got to lift it up one more time because this Sunday. Well, no, didn't no know, we didn't have you. <laughs> oh, if you didn't know, oh, my goodness, I don't know how Go nobody ahead, didn't talk about the law of God because <laughs> the law of God is going to be talked about because if you need to know who has the law, it's the law of God. We're going to talk about that. And I no, and I heard from on the grapevine. I heard this little bird laying on my shoulder and say, guess what? Who's going to talk about the law of God this Sunday? I said, little bird, who's talking about the law of God this Sunday? The little bird said, <laughs> what? No, you not. You you stop, little bird. Little bird told me Dr. Ava is going to be speaking this Sunday on the law of God. Man, part two. This Sunday, NOI.org, 10 a.m. Central, 11 a.m. Eastern. You got to be there because you already know. You got somebody who practices law or is a is a lawyer. Let's put it that way. She's a lawyer. And some people say, well, she's not a practicing law. No, when she is defending the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, she is always practicing law because she is talking about the law of God and the defending the man of God, so you can't tell me she's not a practicing lawyer. Be quiet. So I'm going to be quiet right now because I know we got something to do. And tomorrow night, 730, go to NOI.org because we're going to have self-improvement, the basis for community development, so you can know how to get yourself together so we can build this community as we talk about land tonight. And don't forget the time and what must be done every Wednesday night at 730. Go to store.finalcall.com, store.finalcall.com, and get you some product so you can have something stored up in your house for your spiritual development. I'm just on high. There's so much going on in the world, but let's go ahead, Dr. Ava, where you need to take us to our guest tonight because we are almost at the second hour. It has really flown by tonight, and that was a beautiful uh, segue into – my introduction of tonight's guest. And, you know, we, we've talked about health, we've talked about law, we've talked about the inspiration that we draw uh, from our leader and teacher, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, who's getting direct guidance from Allah in the person of Master Fadid Muhammad and his Christ, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. And so we got to acknowledge with gratitude what Allah has been doing in our nation. Mm, 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 mm. 
And Mm. we can sleep every night knowing that the next generation got this. Okay? And so we've talked uh, health, we've talked law, we've talked spirit, let's talk land. And I am so pleased uh, because I know and love his family so much to bring on our next guest, Michael J.H. Muhammad. Now, I find it interesting, looking at his bio, that he was born mm. 10 10 mm. Okay. <laughs> so, if you remember, it was October 7th, 1985. Power at last forever. <laughs> okay. Mm-mm-mm. Peace, so, peace. the circumstances of his birth and... His mother, Deanna, is an incredible MGT. In fact, Brother Michael and his sister are, um, who, who I talk about often, and I, I, I think she has been on the program once, Sister Malika, but she's, you talk about a minister, you talk about uh, somebody that can preach and teach, but more than that, what the two of them uh, represent is what God came to produce, which are Muslim families. And you're talking here about a third-generation member of the Nation of Islam, his parents, his grandparents. Now, now you're talking about being blessed. Mm. Come on. Both sides, his maternal and paternal grandparents are not only... They're not. They're not were in the nation. They are active in the nation. Okay. Come on now. Come on now. And he calls his beautiful wife, Sister Nikwa, who he's been married to, and this is so adorable. Today is their fifth anniversary. Fifth anniversary of marriage. Wow. And yet he took the time out. This this is how into the nation they are. He took the time out to come on elevated places. And he refers to his wife as his good Samaritan, his mentor, his shaper, the one Allah sent to him in the form of a well-made woman. And guess what? They have five beautiful children. Five. Mm. Now, Brother Michael, if if you are not familiar with him, you will be um, after tonight. And and the reason that I wanted him on tonight is because he and his wife own a farm, a farm. I want him to tell you where it is, what it's all about, because he's also a scientist, and agriculture and farming is science. It is the science, because we we have to get land and we have to grow our own food. But there's more even to land ownership than growing food. Our health, our mindset, our ability to commune with the God is locked in to our connection with the earth. That's our name is the Asiatic black man and woman. We're named after the planet we live on. 
That's how important land is. And so he's going to talk to us about how to use your land. But I want to mention, too, he recently started an online radio program. I was blessed to be interviewed by him. I think it was last month, MSGLV The Beat, and then MSGLV Science and Medicine. And so without any further delay, I want to uh, bring uh, to the airwaves of uh, elevated places our dear brother, Michael J.H. Muhammad. Brother Michael, is your, uh, do we have your line open? Let's see, make sure. Let's see. I don't think we do. I know I saw him here. Okay. See where is my brother? I'm here. All right. Oh, all right. Like, Praise be to Allah. Assalamualaikum, <laughs> brother Michael. Waalaikum <laughs> salam, Doctor Ava. Oh, Allah, I thank you so much. I I'm beyond words. I I don't even know how to feel right now. I'm just shaking over here because I'm so honored to even be invited to the elevated places, that seventh chapter of our Quran. <laughs> so, mm, oh, come on, thank you so much. Wa alaikum salam, everyone. Thank you again. Um, I don't know where you want me to start, but I, I did hear something you said, Sister Ava, and um, you mentioned October 7th. And um, it's so funny. I was there, but I was in the womb with my mother <laughs> at that time. That's right. She was actually right. there at <laughs> in the uh, in the uh, the um, the building, and Madison I was actually giving. She actually had contractions that day. We thought that was going to. She thought that was going to be the day, and uh, it just happened three days later. So, thank you again, Sister yes, Ava. Thank you so much, the entire team. Yes, ma'am. So yes, do you so, want me well, to just, you, just go right on it? <laughs> yeah, just start at the beginning because uh, yes, at the ma'am. age of 34, brother, you and <laughs> you and your wife have, have accomplished quite a bit. And it, it's just yes, such ma'am. a uh, wonderful example to all of us. So you start yes, right ma'am. at the beginning of okay. how you came, what kind of farm it is, where it is, yes. the whole nine. Okay, if I can just take this this moment because this is a – this is a, a moment you don't get all the time in your life. For, for me, this is a very special moment because of who you are to me. I have to give thanks to Allah who came in the person of that man, Master Fahd Muhammad. I thank him for coming, you know, because in his coming is the reason why I even have something to talk about today. I thank him for loving us that much, so much, that he would put himself and raise up someone like the Honorable Elijah Muhammad to be our leader, teacher, and guide, and to teach us the things that we uh, that we uh, are expressing today, to be able to give us something worthy to even strive after. I thank the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, whose birthday was yesterday, 123 years old, and I thank Honorable Eli- the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. For if it was not for him, my parents wouldn't have what they have 
and what they had to give to me to be able to strive after. And I thank my parents, my father and my mother, who gave me every bit of tool that I have today, and I'm still searching myself for more that they gave me. They are the reason for my spirit. They are the reason for my soul. They are the reason for my expression, my character, my personality, and they are the reason that I look at the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan as my leader and my father, my spiritual father. So I love them all, my wife and Sister Ava. I love you so much. <laughs> you don't even know how much <laughs> I love that. you because all my life I've been hearing your voice, and you were one of those individuals that I just wanted to meet. I just wanted to be like, and I know you're, you're a woman, but you – your voice and your spirit and your passion was something that I wanted to be and reflect after. So, you know, uh, this land that we are talking about, um, in Numbers it talks about the land and how God would give land to those who are his chosen people. And that land will be filled with milk and honey. And um, we know we his chosen people. Because we've uh, been given the land, sometimes we don't realize that we have it, but we have to go out and look for it because God just not going to give it to you. You have to find the God dormant in yourself first and then connect that God dormant in self to the God outside that wants you to come towards him, and then he'll do the rest. So this land of ours, you know, by Allah's grace, we purchased this property um, December 10th, uh, 2019. So just shy before COVID, while COVID was uh, something um, just kind of like a rumor in the U.S. that it was uh, building over in China. Yeah. And um, at the time, yeah, at the time, I, um, you know, when, when we, we, we jumped out on it, just me and my wife was just we uh we decided literally around like September, let's go buy some land, and let no well no let's go buy a house because we said we don't want the next child that's coming on its way to be in a rental property, so we um really just yeah. jumped out and um what happened was with that situation was so funny because the way Allah took the process, He had to put us into a process of really challenging the faith. Because we didn't even know what he was going to give us because we only wanted one acre at the in the beginning. So when we first, first started searching, the search was just one acre. We just wanted to have space between us and the neighbors. That's all we wanted. <laughs> and uh, the realtor said, okay, I'll go look for you. I'll look for one acre. And then she came around and said, well, this happens, uh, this are uh, five acres. And... Um, it happens to be within the same budget that you're that you're at. Uh, do you want to go see it? Yeah. He said, of course. I mean, if it's within the same we, amount that we got approved for, why not? And we saw the five, and then before <laughs> we knew it, we started seeing 40 and 10, all within the same bracket of what we was approved for, which was no more than what wow. uh, the average home in, in, the, in, the, in the suburbs may cost. And uh, we said, okay, Listen. and before we knew it, Sister Ava, this property showed itself. And uh, it was, uh, uh, I would say, around, um, like, uh, November. We came walking around, and she uh, said, I, 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 it's uh, 22 acres 
for you over here. Do you want to go see it? He said, 22 acres is available? Well, <laughs> he said, yes. Well, <laughs> so we came to the property, and we saw it. We looked around, and there was just so much activity on the property, just life. But the owner, um, the story behind that is, you know, he was going through a catastrophic aspect in his life. This was a home that he purchased with his wife uh, back in 2012 as their retirement home. They bought this as their dream home to retire in, and they were in their 70s, and she passed in a head-on collision while him and his wife were driving. So from 2012 to 2019, no one, Mm -hmm. not one person, stepped foot on this property when it was on the market. It was on the market since 2012, and not one person stepped foot on the property we were the first individuals to actually step foot on the property. And he said to us, he said, there's things on this property that I can tell you about, but I'll let it be a surprise when the seasons change. And we didn't know what he meant. And he even helped us with the down payment. He said, I'm going to go to a studio apartment and I'm going to die there. This belongs to you now. And everything we put into it, you will find it as time goes on. We didn't know what that meant. He had let the property grow and, uh, you know, grow and and evolve, and everything kind of just grew out of control. He didn't do any maintenance on it since 2012. So everything was just seven feet tall, but you can see the beauty in it that was there. And um, we went through the process, and it wasn't fun of a mortgage process, but we got through and we didn't know we was going to be approved for the place officially until the day of closing. We at the table, and the guy is across from us, and my realtor is there, and she had to wait for the call from the mortgage lender to actually say the money was was uh, was released. We was I'm biting my nails, and I'm like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, I can't believe mm-hmm. this is how they do us. <laughs> so we get here, and the first day we looked out of our patio window. In the back end, we looked at all the land, and we said, I can see the believers here. I can see them here in tents and don't know if it would be by force or would it be by pleasure, but we saw believers on the property. And we said that to each other the very first morning we we were here. And um, I started proceeding and trying to get the property maintained, so I went out and purchased a, uh, a landscaper to cut all the property down because I didn't have a tractor. I, I wasn't able to go out there with a lawnmower and mow 22 acres of grass. So <laughs> I paid this guy, and I said, cut all of that stuff down, all the trees, whatever that is, just get rid of it. And he left certain trees, and he said, you don't want to cut those trees down. And uh, I said, why? He said, those are fruit trees. So he began to tell me oh, what uh-huh. these trees were. And then the neighbors across the street started telling us. And before we knew it, there was peaches growing. And there's two types of peaches on the property. There's two types of plums, Sister Ava. There's two types of cherry trees. There's blackberries and blueberries and uh, uh, autumn olive, or, or uh, what they call it, an autumn um, berry, which is a type of olive, and it grows rapid around the property. There's um, apple trees. There's a Concord grapes growing on the property. All of this we did not know and could not see because we moved in the thick of the winter. So none of it was visible 
at the time, everything was dormanting. So uh, we started digging and around in the spring, and I'm trying to dig and, you know, do a little gardening, and I found hundreds of red potatoes in the ground. And I said, well, I can't, why is there potatoes here? <laughs> <laughs> and then we find out from the neighbors that this was the guy who was, he, he, he was given the neighborhood and the community potatoes for, for years, and we still haven't found the, the real batch. We only came across the gardening batch. Somewhere on the property, there is a big hole that we're supposed to find, and I got to find it, and there's supposed to be thousands <laughs> of potatoes in there that is right now covered, and I found that out from a neighbor as well. And we've just been doing things and trying oh to get show yeah. and prove that this is for the, the the believers. So we didn't name it Michael and Aniko's Farm or anything like that. We named it MSGLV Farms, which just stands for Muhammad Study Group Lehigh Valley, so that we would be forced to keep our word to Allah and the messenger by inviting all of the children here and, know, and, and, and making them to know that this is not ours, it's everyone's. I can't think to even feel that we will thrive here and we just got 22 acres. I just want people to come and see it and look what we have now. After you come see it, go on your way, go back home. No, 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 no. The way Allah is going to bless this is that mm-hmm. when you come out, you got to invite all to it that you came from. This is the nation that we are trying to advance, not my personal family. It's the entire nation that we're trying to advance and have to advance. So we invited all the believers, just come on out and just come, and we don't charge. And so I started working, and, um, you know, before that, before we even invited them out, I started trying to make this a, a farm in its reality. I knew it was land, but land is not a farm until you put something on it that you can call it a farm. Until then, it's just land. And I didn't want to just look at it and just say, look what we have. So I started just going. Before I knew it, we had goats. Went out and bought some goats. I mean, the cows was the first ones, Jersey cows. And we put the cows, Sister Ava, Minister Ava, oh, into our SUV. Because we didn't have no uh, no trailer, no livestock trailer. So we got we went to the Amish, and they looking at us and saying, okay, so you came in for some cows. Where you putting them in? And we put two cows in the back of the SUV. My children in in the first you know in the first row. My wife's in the in the in the passenger seat. And the Amish guy said they'll never forget this experience. <laughs> he said, he said, I don't care what you do. Once you get off that, my property is your responsibility. <laughs> so we drove these cows in the back of our Mercury Mountaineer all the way an hour and a half back home. We put them at the property. Then we started doing some more. I said, I don't think this is enough. Call it a farm. We need more. So then we went and got some goats. And then we put them in the back of the car, the SUV. <laughs> and then we said, I don't think this is enough. And then I went out and got some sheep. I put them in back. I put those sheep in the back of my uh, uh, um, my uh, four door car. I got a car, and I put them. And the guy said, "You gonna put them in your car?" I said, "Listen, I ain't got no trailer. They gonna have to go somewhere. And the prices you selling them at is gonna be today." So I put these two sheep in the back of my car, and they just sitting in the back, and they pooped it all up for sure. But 
we got them here. And then from there, we had the chickens and the ducks, and then I purchased two um, two um, horses. And then uh, that's when things started really coming together, and we looked out and we realized it was a farm now because now you have the animals. Now you got to care for the animals. Allah is holding you 100% responsible for the animals, but you uh, you put this on yourself. You can't uh, run from it now, and knowing that Allah said nothing is uh, outside of our scope. If he placed it on you or if you placed it on yourself, <laughs> it's still within Allah's <laughs> realm of reality. So you know you can handle it. So I ain't no farmer. I never did this before. I grew up in the suburbs with my dad, and he had a garden every now and then. But we ain't never had nothing more than a dog or two. And maybe a cat that was it, and that was, you know, gerbils and stuff, but not no farm. So then we started inviting the believers to the property, Minister Ava, and said, now enjoy. So the believers started coming here from all over the Delaware Valley, um, Jersey, and New York, and D.C., and they started riding the horses. Some believers ain't never even seen a horse in their face in person before, and they out there riding on the horse and trotting around. Uh, milking some of the cows and, you know, playing with the sheep, and there is no fences here. We have a fence that we just got probably about a month and a half ago that's just around their immediate area just to keep them in place and predators outside from them at the night, in, during the night. But during the day, when you, if, if, if anybody ever comes, you'll experience this for yourself, that they're just free. We don't have an actual fence around our property. So the cows and the horses and the, the sheep and the goats and the and the ducks and everything and the two dogs and the cats they just they all mingle together. The dogs don't bite the sheep. They don't. There's no predator prey thing going on. They all dwell together, literally together. Mm. Oh, and God. Um, oh, no God. one attacks anybody. It's just peace. And um, so now the believers started, we started doing camping on, on every weekend. Uh, for the month of September, we did camping and invited all the believers to camp here with social distance. I said, if we outside and everybody's in their tents, we got our masks, we should be okay. We're not in a, you know, in a small building. We're outside, and everybody really? got enough space to be away from each other. So we started camping and um, doing, you know, uh, uh, bonfires and getting kosher marshmallows and you know talking under the under the fire at night and the believers looking oh, at the sky and they nice. I think oh, I see a baby playing and I think I see this and you know so we did that for the whole month of September and um, it just grew and grew. We had someone from social media named uh, you know some of the believers might be familiar with her. Her name is Farmer Courtney on Instagram and she came and in bought seven chickens with uh, with her as a gift and some cats that we needed for the barn. And she came and, you know, so the believers have been coming and we don't charge a dime. This is all donationary, if that, mm. but the donation is not monetary. It's more so your presence because in the presence is the blessing. In the presence is also the, the, the spirit of love, the spirit of freedom, justice, and equality is the real feeling of Savior's Day every day. And it doesn't feel like you have to go back to reality. So there is no charge. You come here, ride the horses. If you come here, we're going to give you some milk. If you come here, we're going to give you some brown eggs. If you come here, we're going to get, uh, gave out samples of some of the wool here. 
and they, they believe it was a picking the grapes, and they were picking the peaches, and they were picking the blueberries and things like that. There is no charge. And um, there is a, a, a half an acre pond here by law's permission that has um, – it's, it's a vernal pond because it goes up and down with season. But um, we're going to plate, do something uh, for next year where the water won't go away. And it's 26 feet deep at its deepest. And uh, mm. we saw it at its deepest. And it's, it, it's like five channels of water that flows under the ground that you can see and hear that when it goes into the pond is a natural spring that makes this loud, during the springtime, we heard this loud waterfall sound from my bedroom window. One of the rains was big, and we went out and said, what is that? And it was like waterfalls coming out, shooting out of the dirt into the pond and just filling it up. So for next year, we're going to have bass and trout, inshallah, that when the believers come back, they'll be able to sit down and enjoy themselves and go fishing. And if they catch something, we'll just hope that they donate so we can keep the fish inside. But that's the whole goal. The the vision is, Sister Ava, I want to make this, me and my wife would like for this to be the nation's version of a state park where we can go and enjoy ourselves. I think we deserve it now and earn some of this now that we don't always have to be on post and always up, you know, in, involved in the military aspect of security and focused on things where it's, you know, stressful and, 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 and constant, you know, vigorous motion where we can just relax because we've been going through this. When everyone else has been denying things and denying us, we've been on the fight. So it's time that we get some uh, enjoyment of the joy of being able to thrive on the creative mind and what that creative mind can do. So, the believers will be able to come here and then just ride their own horses. And their children can say, hopefully, man, I've been seeing that horse since I was a child. It's still here. I want them to be able to enjoy that. And, oh, man, Libya the cow, she was here when I was 10. I'm 20 years old or 25 and I got children. And Libya the cow or Arabia the horse or Ghana um, or, you know, Sahara the goat is still here. It'd be our version of the sea world and Shamu, won't, you know, it's that kind of thing. So that's what I want this to be, and that's what we're striving after. And I just, you know, I'm so happy and so thankful for a lot to have, you know, the promise that Brother Terrence was talking about, that promised land. We, we have so many degrees to that. Yes, there's a, a bigger promised land that we are yet to see that no eyes have seen, no ears have heard. We know that that's there. But there's another promised land because, Sister Ava, you said something one time on a lecture, and you said some of us are in the hereafter and don't even know it. And I said, whoo, what does that mean? And if you can sit yourself in heaven at once, then how can you do it if you got to wait for it? It has to be something you can do at once for God to say that that can be done. So that process is part of the creative mind. The minister always told us, he teaches us, that the greatest joy for the human being is the usage of the creative mind. And you can't be a God. You can't even call yourself that unless you are the land lord. That's why we pay rent to a land lord. But I don't want to pay rent no more. Not to this man that don't belong here. I don't want to pay rent no more. 
I'm time for us to evict him, and we take back what belongs to us, and we be called the landlord now. And that's where the creative mind starts to really fully show itself because you can't create where there's limitations involved. You can't create when there's a fence only 100 feet away. You can't create when the neighbor is complaining. You can't create when you can't, you can't park on your street at certain times of the day. You can't use your mind in the fullness of, it, of the creative mind until you have space. Then perspective starts to change and evolve. It wasn't until we got here that I started being able to say, oh, wow, we can do that now. It wasn't while renting. Oh, I can't do that because I'm a renter. I'm I'm stuck within limitations. I can't do this. I can and if you garden, the garden is only temporary or as long as you're there. Once you leave, all the work you put in goes away. So you don't do sometimes all the things you would like because you know it might be temporary. It could be taken from you. It's not until you have space and you own it that you can now feel your mind doing things that it never done before. And it wasn't until we got here that the mind started reacting in the way of a ruler. And I started saying, whoa. Yeah. So yeah, that's, yeah. That's, what I, that's what I'll say for now. <laughs> I hope that was not too well. much. <laughs> Brother Michael, um, nothing in my mind uh, was on the level that you just described. Come on now. Mm-hmm. This, this, All this is to Allah. another mind-blowing gift from Allah as he has been showering hmm. us with his grace, yes. uh, starting with the criterion. Yes, ma'am. This I have no words. You see, we're all we're all quiet <laughs> because be this enough. this is stunning. And you know, right. you you said what was on my mind while you were speaking, and that is that that hmm. statement came from the minister. He said, "Some of you will be in the hereafter and won't even hmm. know it." Oh, and what you have done, see, three generations of Muslims, this this mm. is what the outcome is. See, what, what, what you have done is, and here we are, uh, Project Separation, one of the things we're working towards is providing people with something that would visually third-dimensionally give people an idea of yes. what it means to go for self. Yes. And so I'm hoping that, you know, someday soon we can we can do some, uh, you know, the video team needs to come there. And, and I can't wait. I, I got my grandchildren in my mind. You have my head spinning, uh, oh, not please, only for me, but so my daughters and my grand. I, I can see my grandchildren on these horses, and yes. that, that's a black man. That's a black woman. That's just right. put the cow yes. in the car. Just put the just put yeah. the goat in the car. And let's go. <laughs> 
sure right. did. Is that that's our right. brother? Is that black folks? That, 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 that's that's definitely what we're gonna do. Just put it in the car. There you go. Just put it in the just car. Put it in the car. That's the original <laughs> just get in. Just let's go. Yes, that's we dope. Take that was it. What we have, and we we we, we take. If we can take nothing and, and create something, but your testimony, oh, my God, I, this this needs to be heard all over the nation. Absolutely. That's right. We've got to have you on, on a virtual platform because this is utter joy. This is utter joy. And everything that you're describing, you know, the fruit trees, it's like a garden of Eden. Right, you right, <laughs> yes. Just oh, popping out a little version. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Yes, so, and uh, you know, yes. Well, I'd like to open up the lines too for uh, <laughs> the callers, and I know they want to, if nothing else, catch you on the back through the phone. But <laughs> you and you and your <laughs> wife. Praise be to Allah. Yes. Oh, the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Under Minister Louis Farrakhan, wow. Can I say one more Ooh. thing, Minister Ava? Sure. You it's it's my wife. It's my wife, you know, and that's why I said I those mean. things about her. Because yes, um, sometimes as us as that men, one. we don't really understand the power and the beauty of the woman. Minister says, is you know, once you realize who she is, there's so much you can pull from her, and that will further the man. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I wouldn't have been able to do this with just a woman who can, you know, you know, just oh, she's my wife, and you know, she just, she just. Uh, take care of the children. Oh, she just cooks. No, 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 no. That's 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 just little little roles. We I work and she does. She's working. We're both working. That's tiny. What she's done for me yeah. is she shaped my mind. She gave me something to strive after because she believed in me in ways I did not perceive that belief in myself, and I still don't. Her belief is like fuel for 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 the for for me. For all the all the husbands, man, the woman is like a it's 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 she's fuel for you. She is you. She's going to give you a perspective that you that just don't have it because of her that I was able to even think that this could be done. She said, "Baby, go ahead," and she never stopped me. I was just going, and she I'm I'm like I hope she don't uh. Oh, she ain't mad that I just went and got this, you know, because I was just getting stuff, Sister Ava. I was just going out and getting stuff. But she knew it, and she just kept letting it, letting it be. And every time she did that, it allowed me to realize that she wasn't an outside of me. She was me, just a female version of myself, and she gave me another way of seeing it that I probably I wouldn't have seen it that way. But because she's my other That's self, right. once she said it, I could it connects the dots. So I have yeah, to say that she is my good yeah. Samaritan. Mm. This is amazing. Praise be to Allah. Wow. And, and Dr. Ava, I didn't even know that while I'm on, while we on this show, 
somebody hit me, inbox me on Facebook, and they was like, now you know that's my son. I was like, your son? <laughs> so your father just reached out to me and told me that that you his son, and me and your that's father were yes. very closely together to make sure that Ooh. Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan <laughs> is in a good place. So yeah, these ties are just like, what? Yeah, I love your I love your father and I can see the genuineness in man, you come yeah, you 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 some good people. I know your dad. I know your peoples. You know me too. Yeah, I know. I know you very well. Yeah, I I mean this is this is I am having the best time, and, and this is and this is with, without us seeing each other. Which we all go up there, okay? Yeah, which we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, be to a you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna open the lines, and I'm gonna start with mm. uh, one of our junior FOI, brother Michael. Yes, yes, man. He, uh, brother Kareem, he's uh, 12 years old. Um, Beautiful. And uh, I want to open the line for him to be first to give his comments, and and I'm sure he's affected by what you just said. Assalamu alaikum, Brother Kareem. Walaikum salam. How are you? (laughs) Fine. Fine, sir. Thank you. That's good. I just want to say that um, this. COVID virus is really um, impacting the world, and you can see that even the greatest of nations are falling from this virus. Mm. And yes, um, uh, I just and yesterday was the Honorable Elijah Muhammad's birth anniversary. And um, it's uh, the great sacrifice that he has done with the um, on with Master Father Muhammad, hmm. and that great work because we're in a time when these two people are crucial to our survival. Hmm. Hmm. Yes. Yes, sir. Hmm. Beautiful. <laughs> Praise Excellent. God <laughs> is here to bring a judgment on the world. Mm. And mm. there are some people who think it isn't real, but God made it to where it can kill almost everyone. Hmm. And that's all I had to say. As he drops the mic. <laughs> Drop the mic, right? Thank Bring. you, Brother Kareem. So it's our future is secure. See, we're going further and further into increasingly advanced levels of intelligence and insight. And there's mm. no turning back. So it's it makes no sense for us to remain here with God's enemy. It makes no sense. No, not at all. This is wonderful. Yes, sir. All right, we're going to go to 
one of our po- very popular callers, Brother Michael. This is Sister okay. Ula out of Detroit. She's more famous uh-huh. than, than any of us on the panel. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. This is this has been the best two months of my entire life. I'm so happy. Crazy. I'm um mm. this is my I'm halfway through with school, working on my doctoral degree, praise be the law. And you know how they mm. do, they don't really want you to have it, but a lot is Akbar. So uh, I I wanted to say this to you, Sister Ava, because we all love and need you in the Nation of Islam. Please take meticulously good care of your health. Eat properly, get your proper rest. Don't overdo, because we need you in the Nation of Islam, and all of us love you. If somebody don't love you, they better not let me know. Boy, that's just got I know that's that right. Part. I believe that. Oh, he got a fat lip. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. I I Thank will never say this. To, I got to say this. I have to thank Allah for the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and for the Honorable Louis Farcon and for my favorite sister, Sister Ava. I came in here last Saturday, Thursday. My cell phone was on twenty nine percent. I could not dial you in. Oh my goodness, that's the worst week of my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to say well, I'm glad to the you young heard me tonight. Oh, I love it, and and I, I want to say this to the young man. I am I love yes. married couples, and uh, I have quite a few mm-hmm. goddaughters. All of them, most of them, are married, or they have been married. And the main thing I always tell them, I'm going to say it over the air, the best of our women are the ones that stay with one man all their life. Look at Mother Khadija. Look at Mother Clara. The best of our women are the ones that stay with one man all their life. And the men that are the best of our men are with those women. I'm going to close this I open. I thank you for all your listening ears. Awesome, Lake. Oh, thank you, Allah. Thank you for that pearl. That's a pearl of wisdom. <laughs> yep. That's a pearl of wisdom. <laughs> All right. And, Dr. Ava, and Dr. Ava, I just want to jump in because yes, I don't sir. know if y'all talked about it at the top of the hour. Another reason why we should separate, because when Sister Ula came on, she mad me that Michigan, you know, 13 people were charged with plots against the Michigan governor. They oh, had planned yeah. on snatching yeah. up snatching up the Michigan governor at a vacation home and they were gonna storm they were gonna storm the um they were gonna storm the Capitol. Uh and it's basically the uh Wolverine Watchmen, white supremacist uh group that actually was getting ready to do that. Mm. Yes. And and you know, and and again, you know, going back to what uh brother Kareem brought out about COVID-19, you know, this this pestilence. And, and, and as the minister said in the criterion, the pestilence is that that which we have depended upon, the punishment, the punishment that we're getting, the virus is causing illness and death. But the real punishment that's so universal is that which we have depended upon for our sustenance 
is turning against us. And so we're not finding any relief in the U.S. government. And now, as, as I've talked about many times since this started, it, it also is helping with separation, to your point, Brother Terrence, because you're seeing the unraveling, as Minister Farrakhan described it, of a great nation. Now these sovereign states are uh, disintegrating into territories. And you see these white supremacist groups coming up who feel that their ownership, they feel they own this. Mm. And and they're always saying, this is not our real America. What what happened to our country? What is our country? It's a white, racist, wicked, greedy nation mm. that has set itself mm. up as God over the human population on the earth. And so wow. the, the the underbelly of America... America's been flipped over by COVID. It's been yes. displayed, put on display. And ignoring domestic terrorism while you uh, falsely accuse Muslims of being terrorists by virtue of our religion. You know, there mm. are individuals who have become violent and homicidal and destructive as though you don't have them in your religion, okay? But there's sure. over a billion Muslims on this earth, and you have condemned our faith while you ignore that even your own FBI has told you for years the number one source of violence and domestic terrorism in America are the white supremacist groups. Mm. And so this, this is very serious um, that this took place. Every Not a day goes by that Allah does not give us yet another reason to, to leave. And, and quickly, the debate last night with Pence standing there with a fly in his head. Come on. That, see, I'm glad you said it. I couldn't say it. Now, what is Allah telling us? This man has why he, he looks like an he has white hair, and he's standing there with this pious, uh, self-righteous posture, lying. Every word out of his mouth is a lie. Mm-hmm. And there's a big black fly sitting on his head. Chilling. Chilling loud. I mean, a lot is awesome. He's awesome. There's not a day that goes by. And then Sister Mariam told, told us, I mean, Brother Terrence at the top of the hour, you got to play that back. Oh, we got to remix. Come on. Regener- the miracle drug Regeneron <laughs> is here <laughs> to save everybody. Trump is high as a kite mm-hmm. on Regeneron <laughs> cocktail. better than he has in 20 years. COVID is a blessing from God, mm. Mm, mm, mm. according yes, to the president. 
of the United States. And then you have a black woman running for vice president across from this white man with the fly on his head. And he is so demeaning. And she said to him with that that one moment when she turned her head with that black woman head, that neck, she said, I am speaking. Now, this can't happen. White America will will die, will self-destruct before they allow this. For, for the mother of civilization, the queen of the planet Earth, to regain her seat on her throne and tell right. this man, I am speaking. Now, there was a time we would have been hung for that. Yes. And maybe mm-hmm. somebody was last night in retaliation. We don't know. And, I, and that's, that's real. But this this we are in that hour. Now, look at what Sister Ula said, the best two months of my life. Because mm. as this thing goes on and we go in and out of tolerance and when will this end, you know, we're, we're beginning to recognize that whatever hardship it brings, and it has brought some, it has brought loss of life. Sickness, uh, loss of income, and every type of different trial, because the law designs the trials for us. Uh, all of our trials are custom made for us, mm. but we're we're about to receive the greatest blessing ever. And what Brother Michael and Sister Nikwa have done is is given us the proof positive that we are in the hereafter. Because it's not wow. going to drop Praise out the sky. Allah. Come on. I mean, we're here. When you said the ducks and the and the <laughs> horses and the sheep and the cow, I mean, you know, when I was growing up as a little girl and they had the white Jesus in the Bible, the, the picture Bible, the one for children, mm. Mm-hmm. And they show all the animals sitting together and hanging out together. And and that's how it is in Michigan on, on the farm. It's the same way. Mm. It's wow. So wow. he's replicating now. Because what makes God God is his ability to recreate. That's right. Yes. So the minister is recreated, and this this wow. is this is one manifestation. Ooh. And now we're truly forming a nation. We we have now generations of Muslims. Yes, come on, come on. And this is the third, and he, now the fourth generation is already running around. He got five of them. <laughs> yes. <ma'am>. Okay. <laughs> I mean this this is this is awesome. That's all I can say. This is awesome. Um, and I'm glad you talked about the fly. Oh, that was that was amazing. No, I, I'm oh, I'm just glad because I could I couldn't bring it up because you know we ain't supposed to be make fun, but you know Kamala had all these you know the memes and her faces and the fly memes <laughs> all on social media. So I was just being quiet. But it's funny how we didn't like the black woman because, like, man, you know she came from California. She did all that. 
But regardless of her history and the political stance certain people had, yeah, everybody and their mama's like, okay, we'll we'll let that go for the night. Black woman whip on this white dude, and all That's those facial exactly expressions right. from that sister was hilarious. I'm telling you. And the fly just topped it and, off. And really, we're we're not we we don't we don't mock other people's misfortune, and we didn't make right. mockery of the president. Um, At all, we didn't say that. <laughs> said correctly, so-called had the COVID because we can't prove it. It's hearsay. All right. Right. Mm. But supposedly he has COVID, um, but we we would not make mockery or take pleasure in that. But exactly, Mike Pence had a fly in his head. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he wasn't That's ill. Just like, he wasn't there. injured. He was he was standing there, the epitome of white superiority. <laughs> and when and when when Kamala <laughs> said, "You are not going to lecture me," <laughs> I was saying, "Trust and believe." Okay. <laughs> Ain't those days are over. They're over. <laughs> Say goodbye to dominance over black folks. It's not happening. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, that 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 I we gotta say, you know, the God has a sense of humor because Man. that was entertaining to me. That was that was so and, oh and by the way, Trump uh-huh, Trump is, is he's the ultimate you know, he's he's an entertainer, that's what he does, okay? Yep. But for this man to say he wants to do an in person debate. When he's mm. actively and he has the live virus, he's crazy. In him, he's like mm. typhoid Mary, and he's saying, "I don't want to debate virtually. I want Biden." Biden is seventy-seven years old. Come on. And you think I'm going to come? I wouldn't come in a football stadium with you, with you on one end and me on the other. You are you're an active infection, okay. and yet you want. I feel great. I don't care how you feel. That's right. And when they put when they put the gallery of photos on television, like a Zoom meeting with right. the eighteen people that are positive in his circle, starting with his wife. Come on. Okay. His press secretary, his former whatever, uh, Kellyanne, whatever she was. Mm-hmm. They were listing them this, out, this, David. This, they were just, oh. It's amazing. It's amazing. That's all I can say. Okay, so we're That's running right. out of time. We're down to 12 minutes. Uh, Got to get a few more people. <laughs> Brother Daryl. Brother Daryl. <laughs> Assalamu alaikum, Brother Daryl. Well, like it's alone, Sister Dr. Ava, and to the panel, Brother Terrence. Yes, I was um, just listening to what you were saying about Trump, you know, and about uh, he's doing all this lying and talking about he's great, sound like Tony the Tiger, because he is hot. <laughs> and uh, he wanted to get everybody to believe that the antidote, which they heard the minister say, is from up high. So, he heard it, and those that around him heard it, but he wants to put himself in the place of the God that's most high, 
And if you notice, he came out, he had a, they said, a black mask over his mouth. So I'm looking at this, you know, listening to them saying this, that's a black mask, meaning you shut your mouth, let a lot talk, you know. But they did say a black mask while he was speaking about how he could kill somebody and get away with it. But I like when our sister told um, the, the um, what's the name up under the uh, Trump, his uh, um, second man in charge, yeah. that, uh, yeah, that, you know, it's, it's, it's a black woman talking. You know, you're not going to talk to me any kind of way. Just be quiet. I'm talking. That's right. But back to our brother, Michael, may Allah continue to bless you, beloved, because All you to Allah. open up a door. Allah blessed me with three acres, and I have my mm, own well. Beautiful. I have my own yeah. uh, supper tank. Uh, I have fruit trees that I didn't even know that was there. <laughs> So yes. they just started rejuvenating. Uh, I've been there going on 19 years. <laughs> and I noticed one day I went out, and uh, by me losing my sight doing surgery, the lady was saying, ooh, this tree is so full of fruit. I said, fruit? She said, yes, these are pears on here. Now, I planted about four trees when I got there uh, uh, about 10 years into being on the property, and it's just starting to rejuvenate. But this tree must have been mm. dormant. And it's just full of fruit now going forward for the wow. second and third summer. And I was just That's listening amazing. to what you were saying about the nation. Like Sister Ava said, we are in heaven and the hereafter don't even yeah. know it. And Allah yeah. has blessed you, beloved. And, you know, that 19, you know, that's Great. the natural. That's Allah. So you have a, a beautiful wife that's there. It reminds me of when the minister was talking about the uh, farm that they're on. And Mother Khadija was out there not afraid to put her hand in the worms. He said, these worms are shifting. <laughs> they seem, they jumping all over the place. But he had a strong black woman that's not even afraid to touch the earth, you know, and help her husband with this land. So you got horses, ducks, cows, and all of this. And Allah is showing us what we could do right here as we live. Nothing going to fall out of the sky. We already tried to spook God. And you are a witness to what we all could do. Now, I was listening to, Praise I don't know if you Allah. heard it, that it's 19 families somewhere in Georgia putting their money together and buying oh, land. Yeah. Did you hear about that? Uh, we are waking up. And as we grow, That's and right. I'm looking to start off with the three acres that uh, Allah has blessed me with to get help That's because right. I need help. To put it together, I, I lost one of our brother, Brother Ernest. Matter of fact, Rasu came to his eulogy. He was saying, Brother, you know you could put fish out here. And when I heard you say you got, there's a hole there 22 feet deep. That, the first thing that hit my mind, <laughs> fish, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. deep enough that, and all I got a stream of water running already. So you're, you're, on, the, you're on the path, and uh, by the nation, like so they said, we all need to come. I'm willing to find out and, and make a trip one day next year to be there. To, uh, Crazy. Now, this part where you are, where are you up in Michigan? No, I'm in uh, Lehighton, Pennsylvania. It's about a, um, it's near the Pocono area, um, about an hour from Philly, about an hour from 
uh, Newark, New Jersey area. So we're in a uh, uh, in a decent little area right here, Lehighton, Pennsylvania. Okay, yeah, I just left Jersey. I was there with my sister. She's there. And um, so, yes, I would be glad to come there and experience that. All right. So may Allah continue to bless you and Allah continue to bless you to save us. Thank you, Thank sir. You, sir. Wale. 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 Thank you so much for the call. Hey, we're going we're gonna to keep moving. We're going to go. Brother Hoyle has been holding for quite some time. Let's see if we can get him open. Brother Hoyle, assalamu alaikum. Uh, assalamu alaikum. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Assalamu alaikum. Salute to that, brother. Brother Michael, uh, salute, All brother. All praise to Allah. You know, Minister Farrakhan said, wherever we are gathered, that's why we have to separate. He's going to make the land fertile for us. And, then, and we're going yes. like yes. to say, yeah. he, I remember him saying that. He said, I don't care if we do. Texas may be dry, but if we move over there, it'll be fertile for us. You know, we're righteous. Mm. So, um, you know, I'm down south with all this fertile land down here. Uh, you know, even up north, it's beautiful up in Pennsylvania, where you at, uh, Michigan. Yes, but sir. wherever the righteous, Allah is going to make it uh, like to here. After I wanted to let you all know, I don't know if Sister um, um, Marianne, but uh, Sister Pamela, there was another brother killed similar to Emmett Till. His name was uh, Ronald Green. And uh, brother, maybe another time, brother Lewis Ali knows about it, but he was killed in Louisiana, stopped a regular traffic cop, and they beat him like Emmett Till. I mean, uh, his tail light was out, and they, I mean, his body is just unrecognizable. No, uh, this is another, this, yeah, this is another killing that they, uh, I don't know if Sister Pamela mentioned this, but. This uh, uh, brother Lewis knows about it, and Sister Ava, I talked to the uh, brother that's a police officer today. I wanted to let you know the sister's still sick, but another sister that was a uh, police officer, they got two or three trials down here, and guess what they paid this sister? I was on the speakerphone. Two uh, no, a hundred and fifty dollars for six. Uh, it's a placebo. He put me on the. Uh, this was earlier this evening. Uh, he put me on the speakerphone <laughs> with her, and they got six, six, 150. They paying us, so total up that's seven hundred and something dollars. That's not even enough for your cremation. <laughs> so <laughs> we don't get no. cremated, but uh, but but I'm saying they got more than one uh, uh, clinical trial. So just think of the clinical <laughs> trials in the majority of black areas. You know, L.A., Atlanta, Detroit, Chicago. Uh, I mean, we're being we got to separate quick because we don't know, right. you know, they're experimenting on us left and right. So this sister, I, uh, the brother had me on the phone um, with the sister, and she said that uh, I forget what company it was, but she said it was a clinical trial or it was a placebo. And the other brother was registered, and another police brother tried to explain to her, you know, you know about Tuskegee and what's going on, and, you know, and the sister kind of woke up, but we tried to tell her, don't be a guinea pig. So, you yeah. know, the yes, genders are the ones that, yes, that, that take us out. But thank you for the call, and Brother uh, Mel, I bless you with your in, in, endeavors. As-salamu alaykum. All praise due to Allah. Thank you. Well, And I want to get to uh, another call coming out of Memphis. That's 
Sister Donna Muhammad. Assalamu alaikum. Heavily involved in Project Separation. Walaikum salam. Praise be to Allah. And I know it's down to the last couple of minutes, so all I'm going to say now is (laughs) thank you, Brother Michael, for showing us a piece of the here after. Praise be to Allah. Separation is happening now. Oh, yes. Praise oh, to Allah. I think the no, argument like is them. a little inspired, <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And, and Sister Donna's uh, working in in the state of Mississippi too. Uh, I mean, we're 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 just determined, and there are more and more people every day that are just determined to get this thing off the ground and get it done. And you know, I believe, as the scriptures say, this will take place in the twinkling of an eye. Because the time and effort has been put in already. And both Master Fadud Muhammad and the Honorable Elijah Muhammad have said, you know, as the scriptures read, unearned suffering is redemptive. And we've been redeemed as a people. And this is our time. And it's time for us uh, to take our planet back. They're talking about they want their country back. We want our planet back. That's right. And when you look at the environment that Brother Michael and Sister Nikwa created there, that all the living creatures are just able to move about. I love what you said, Brother Michael, about you can't think creatively when there's a fence a hundred yards away. (laughs) You know, and even white historians, they acknowledge that they, they cannot, find evidence of fences and walls uh, mm. and borders beyond wow. six, uh, more than 4,000 years ago. Wow, they look at that. They can't find any evidence of it. See, that's the Caucasian. Mm. They introduced that to the planet. Because we, we, didn't, wow. we didn't have lines drawn and say, you can't come in here. Because we're That's we're right. the vice gerent, we're stewards of what That's Allah right. has created. So how dare you go and park yourself on a beach with sparkling blue water and blue sky that you had nothing to do with, couldn't fathom how to create it, and then put a gate up and say you can't come here. This is private. Yes. Oh no, that's over. That's over. Mm. So we're we're down to less than two minutes. So I'm I'm just going to call the roll. I'm going to start <laughs> with our executive producer, Sister Rona Muhammad, who brings all of this together. My co-host, Brother Terrence Muhammad, and he's right. He makes his way to these airways, regardless to whom or what. And if he doesn't, it is because he is somewhere where there's no connection. Also, we want to. <laughs> Thank our wonderful health contributor, Sister Mariam K. Muhammad, our awesome legal contributor, Sister Attorney Pamela Muhammad, uh, Brother Reuben Muhammad, our international correspondent, was unable to be with us this evening, but Allah willing, he'll be back next week. And then, of course, I want to thank our special guest and family member, our beloved brother Michael <laughs> Muhammad, who just elevated everyone. You just 
you just opened up everybody's brain cells. This, as they say, it is on and popping. Also, and and last but not least, all those listening, all those who call in each and every week, may Allah bless us all with love and the light of understanding. Please visit me on ministerava.com for my little e-books. I've got some more coming very shortly. Uh, Sister Donna Muhammad is working with me to make that happen. And may Allah bless us all with much love and the light of understanding as I leave you in peace. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Wa alaikum salam.